Hello and welcome back. Freed here and you're listening to Where's the Popcorn? This is a segment where I take IMDb's top 100 greatest films of all time list, choose one at random, watch it, nutshell it for you, give you some fun facts, and ultimately tell you what I think about it with a score. And before we continue, I just want to give a quick thank you to everyone listening. Please give this a like or a thumbs up or whatever is available on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you actually dig this kind of content, please consider sharing it with your people. That would mean a lot. Thank you. Moving on. Now, with the hopes that you've ignored the thumbnail and the description of this podcast, I'm going to give you a quote from this movie. Now, given the context, you might be able to guess what the movie is, but this movie wasn't all that quotable. So if you do get this one correctly, please let us know somehow, because I will give you a virtual high five, because that's a toughie. The quote is, This is just a game, this war. You and that Colonel Nichols, you're two of a kind, crazy with courage, for what? How to die like a gentleman, how to die by the rules? when the only important thing is to how to live like a human being. Any guesses? I gave a name drop, so if you're familiar with the characters of this flick, maybe that will help a little bit, but I don't know. We'll see. Number 25 is The Bridge on the River Kwai, 1957. Based on the 1952 novel by Pierre Boulle, who actually also wrote Planet of the Apes, it was based on the building of the Burma Railway by POWs in World War II. Now, you may know it as Myanmar but it'll always be Burma to me. And if you know that reference, then right on. But if you don't, I am clearly older than you. Directed by David Lean, it stars William Holden as Commander Shears, Alec Guinness as Colonel Nicholson, Jack Hawkins as Major Warden, and Sasui Hayakawa as Colonel Saito. It was nominated for eight Academy Awards, and it won seven, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor in Alec Guinness, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best Editing, and Best Original Score. Now, before we move forward, there's a couple of things that I would like to take a little bit of a closer look at. Now, normally people wouldn't think twice at a Best Screenplay win, but in this case, it's a little bit more significant due to the writers having to work in secret and eventually flee the country because they have found themselves on Senator Joseph McCarthy's Hollywood blacklist. And if you're unfamiliar with that, that's when McCarthy thought everyone that he had a question about was a Russian communist in the 40s and 50s. And secondly, Sasui Hayakawa was nominated for Best Supporting Actor that year and didn't win, unfortunately. And I think that dude was robbed. He did a fantastic job, and that's not even his first language. I don't think people realize how difficult that is. And adding insult to injury, so to speak, it didn't help matters that a fella named Red Buttons won that particular Oscar in a film called Sayonara. Not sure that shit would fly in today's cinematic climate. Anywho, a few fun facts before we dive in. It was filmed in Sri Lanka, and that alone was enough to have some actors being considered tap out because they didn't want to be so far away from their families, and they just didn't think they could handle that kind of weather. Also, the swamps you see in this film are recreated and built on site, not because Sri Lanka didn't have swamps of its own. They were just considered to be too dangerous, so they had to build them on set. The swamps were fake, but the leeches were real. Also, the making of this movie didn't go without his creative clashes. Mr. Lean and Mr. Guinness did not like each other, and Lean would often tell Alec that he was not his first choice. And if Guinness had only known that the studio was considering Orson Welles to direct and star in this flick, he could have fired back at that jab. The pair would often argue over the temperament of Alec's character. Guinness wanted his character to have a sense of humor and some sympathy, where Lean just didn't. And eventually, after Lean showed Alec Guinness a few scenes of him being stern and by-the-book type of guy, Alec kind of saw it Lean's way. All right, here we go. Action. 
We open up on shots of people doing manual labor, and we get the idea that the workers aren't there voluntarily, especially with the large number of graves around them. We see two grave diggers busy digging another hole, and this is where we are introduced to the American character, Commander Shears, played by William Holden. He offers his Japanese guard a cigarette lighter as a gift that he clearly took off a dead man. This interaction was enough to get him on the quote-unquote sick list, thus saving him and his partner from work for a spell. We hear whistling in the distance, and then eventually we see about eh, between 60 and 100 captured British soldiers being taken into Camp 16. Even in captivity, the soldiers would still soldier. It's here we meet Colonel William Nicholson, played by Obi-Wan Kenobi, played by Alec Guinness, and we are also introduced to Colonel Saito, played by Susui Hayakawa, each side's commanding officer. Nicholson is portrayed as a rule-abiding officer, while Saito is an at-any-cost type of soldier, although he does follow a Bushido or a warrior's code. I mean, with Nicholson, hell, he literally keeps a copy of the Geneva Convention laws on his person and shows Saito the rule of war he is currently breaking, which was forcing officers to do manual labor. And Saito proceeds to take that law book and slap Nicholson across the face with it, resulting in a bloody nose. And that was real. Hayakawa hit him so hard that it bloodied Guinness's beak and Alec kept on with the scene. Right on. Nice. Saito then puts Colonel Nichols in the quote-unquote oven, which is just a corrugated steel box exposed to the sun. Fun fact about that, Guinness based his walk when leaving the oven on his son Matthew after the younger Guinness was recovering from polio. Many critics considered it to be his most poignant scene in the film, and after watching that scene, Guinness claimed that that was the greatest thing he's ever done as an actor. It is ordered that the new prisoners of war are to build a bridge across the River Kwai and that they must meet a specific deadline. Now Nichols continues to hold fast to the Geneva Convention rules, and as a result, he and the rest of his officers are put in the aforementioned oven. Time passes, and Nicholson still refuses to acquiesce, even when Saito makes an attempt at a compromise over a meal. And what do I spy with my little eye but a bottle of Johnny Walker Red, which is actually the lowest end of the Johnny Walker line. I believe it goes red, black, double black, green, gold, platinum, and then blue label. My personal opinion, go for the green label. It's the best quality for the money, hands down. Blue is just a cash grab, not worth it at all. Leave it alone. Anyways, Saito confesses that he will be forced to kill himself if the deadline is not met. How literal. I tell you, these two men are just different sides of the same coin. I mean, they are both men of will and principle. They are both willing to die for the orders they were given. They both live by a specific code. They both think the other one is crazy. And I think if the roles were reversed, Nicholson would behave similarly to Saito. Now, while all this is going down, Shears, remember him, the American gravedigger guy, manages to escape and finds a village to help him, and then he leaves the village a hero for some reason. Maybe they see him as a fighter of the people who is oppressing them? I don't even know. All right, back at the camp, Saito ultimately relents, and the Brits enjoy their little victory in this battle of attrition. The British soldiers bring to the attention that the bridge building is failing due to the poor location and the inferior architecture, and the Japanese agree to give the POWs a little bit more control over the project, eventually leading to an almost partnership vibe. All the while, the now-liberated American is living it up on a beach with a deliberately placed white lady, which was insisted upon by the production company, mind you, after their observation of the, you know, lack of white ladies. Speaking of white folks, the casting department decided to save some money by casting Sri Lankan natives to pose as British soldiers. They basically put them in, I guess you can call it, whiteface. 
The British military manages to track down Shears and asks him to help them return to the build site so they could liberate the prisoners and also destroy the bridge. After some back and forth, he agrees, and this, all I'm giving you is time for you to hit play and watch for yourself. All right, now it's on to my thoughts about this movie. Now, I honestly thought I had watched this movie before, but it turns out I hadn't. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I ended up giving it an 8.5 out of 10. There were a few times in the dialogue, more specifically the delivery of the dialogue, that was indicative of the time. You know, like saying, I say my line, then you say yours, and then I say mine, and you say yours. But that, thankfully, it wasn't all that often. The direction and the cinematography was wonderful. There was excellent use of wide shots and close shots, using the background and the foreground simultaneously, changes in camera angles to express power dynamics and shifting of control. There are quite a few long shots, too, that if you really think about the terrain we're dealing with there in Sri Lanka, that's pretty damn impressive. All in all, a great movie, well-deserved of all the praise. All right, well, that's all I've got for now. Please come back next time when we pick another rando from IMDb's list. And until then, save me a seat. Tuning into this episode proudly presented by the APNM Group, a subsidiary of Alja Productions LLC. We strive to produce content that informs, entertains, and adds value to your day. We value your input and would be delighted to hear your thoughts in the comments about this episode. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, please engage with us in the comment section or via our social media platforms. Your feedback helps us shape our content and uncover new topics that matter to our listeners. If this episode resonated with you, we kindly ask that you rate and review this show on your preferred podcast platform. Sharing this podcast with friends and family helps us reach more listeners and continue delivering content you enjoy. For more information about the podcast, the host, or our parent company, please visit the link in this episode's description. Also visit us on YouTube and Rumble to see and hear every content produced by Alger Productions. Thank you once again for your time and support. Until next time, stay tuned and stay inspired.